Hello guys, welcome to my podcast. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. So before we get started into today's episode, which I am so, so excited about, I want to first thank you guys for tuning in. We have women from Switzerland. We have women from parts of Europe, um, South Africa, South Korea, Canada, Germany. I could go on. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this podcast. I want this podcast to be on the top five. This podcast is going to be so big one day. And I just cannot wait to just go places with my voice and with this wisdom. Thank y'all so much for helping me to build this community of women who are coming deeper into their truth. We're learning. And just as much as as I am a teacher on here and I teach my wisdoms and I'm talking, I'm so much of a student. I'm learning so much as I go on my path and every single day I'm transitioning into this deeper level of womanhood and I'm learning just as much as you guys and I'm still so I still feel so very new to this way of life and I want this podcast to be something I listen to when I'm 50 or I want this podcast to be um something I just let my kids listen to like hey this was me at 19 this is where I was <laughs> in my life and um I want this podcast to be something that I just look back at when I'm like older and I'm like wow like I've come so deep and now no, back then that's where I was and it's kind of like my own it's like a YouTube but without the video is like just my voice and I love that because with YouTube I don't feel like doing all the editing and no so this is like perfect for me where I can just talk freely and express myself so freely so thank y'all so much for just coming on this journey with me and for following me on this journey into deep self-love I will also give you a quick weekly update so I made this recent purchase and it is called a cycle journal. So I've, if you have not watched my other podcast episode where I talk about um, my weekly updates and just a little fun episode, I had talked about, I always ask myself the question, I'm in this space of self-love, but how can I come deeper? How can I come deeper into this space? And so, and so something told me to further my growth and further my love into my menstrual cycles. If you don't know, I am a huge advocate for a menstrual cycle love and bringing love into your period so I got my cycles journal and it is so amazing this is not sponsored at all um I watched a podcast Victoria Thoughts her name is Victoria Duval and she talked about how she got her cycle journal and then she talked about how all the wonders into her cycle journal and how it was so good so of course, I was like, mm, I should make this purchase as well because let me see what it's about. So I end up buying it and guys, it is literally so amazing. It includes so much stuff in here that I did not know before, like natural birth control, ways to prevent pregnancy naturally, um, ways to track your fertility. And I'm celibate right now and I'm out of a relationship. So tracking my fertility and all that kind of stuff is not that important to me in this space right now. But I can say as a woman who do who do like dream of being a mother and I know in my lifetime I will be a wife and a mother. I just I love having the information on me. So when I get into that space, I can use that information and utilize it. So 
I'm so incredibly grateful for this cycles journal even includes like little logins so you can you have to log in every single day it's just a great way to know the ins and outs and the flows of your body and just to keep a, a keep a good track on how your body responds and I just love this journal so much I'm really great at cycle tracking but I used to do it in a regular journal and I just want I want to move into a journal that actually was dedicated to my rituals and actual it was set up like an actual way for me to you know actually track so I'm really glad that I made this purchase it was six dollars for the 2022 version and if you want the 2023 version that'll be up to like 40 some dollars and I will be making that purchase very soon because I this investment is so great so this is not sponsored at all I have reached out um for a sponsor so hopefully I get that but um yeah, I encourage all my women who is tuning in to go get themselves a cycles journal because you will not regret it. So yeah, just a little bit about my little purchase that I've made. I think that you guys will take some interest in. So let's move into... Oh, also, I love to mention before we move in. Please, please, guys, be writing some reviews for me on my Apple and my Spotify. I most prefer my Apple, but my Spotify, that's great as well please be writing in your reviews that would mean literally the world to me I don't have that many reviews and I would love to get my excuse me I would love to get my reviews up so if you guys love me <laughs> please <laughs> write some reviews for me and get your girl on up there y'all you know write some reviews and tell me how you like the podcast so yeah and also make sure you're following my Instagram and my TikTok Allison the Mystic not t-h-e-e it's only one e um please be following my instagram and my tiktok interact my posts so yeah i love y'all so much let's move into this episode so this episode means so much to me we're gonna be, we're, we're talking about breaking anxious attachment to come into a deep secure attachment i have been i have been planning this episode for quite a while and this episode means so much to me i'm dedicating this episode to that 15 16 year old girl version of me that did not have proper guidance that did not have anyone by her side really coaching her and really talking her through a lot of the experiences she went through so um I'm dedicating this episode to her I I this episode means so much to me because so many women struggle with this attachment style the attachment style where we feel so deeply insecure and we feel abandoned we feel um like there's a lack and we we yearn for this connection and we're yearning for this sense of belonging so we go into relationships with this scarcity mindset and it's so incredibly sad to see. And I remember growing up because my parents did not meet my emotional needs. I love my mom. I love my dad. And I, I ended up growing into healing the relationship with my mom. So I am very blessed and very fortunate after all that we went through to say I have healed my relationship with my mom. But growing up, it was very hard. We had a terrible relationship. I did not have a good relationship with my mom at all. And so I had a lot of... um mother wounds and because of that I end up going into a lot of relationships 
with that mother wound, seeking this validation, seeking that love that I wanted to get from my mom, right? And my dad, because he lives um like in another state, I don't get to see him as much. So I would even say father wounds. My dad is involved in my life, don't get me wrong. But he it would be different if he was actually like in the house with me and there was like a two parent household, but it's not like that for me, right? So um growing up I, I, my emotional needs and my mental needs were very unmet. And because of that, I've ended up going into a lot of relationships with these unmet needs, trying to seek this validation. I did not like being alone. I hated my solitude. I hated being alone. And because of that, I got hurt and I spent a lot of my childhood being very sad because I was hurt from a lot of relationships that I could have avoided if I just would have known this information I'm going to give to you guys. So let's break down what is anxious attachment. Anxious attachment is an attachment style rooted in fear, abandonment, and insecurity. Anxious attachment style people need to be constantly reassured and validated. They feel this aching fear of being loved and abandoned. So what happens is they tend to become very clingy and possessive. They have a low sense of self. They have a hard time trusting and they fear rejection and they're deeply insecure. And I have my notes right here. Yes, I am reading off of my notes because I don't want to ramble and I want to keep everything consistent and organized. So yes, if you have not known i was in a relationship a few months ago and we are now broken up i am single he is single and i'm taking a lot of time to really truly heal myself and i learned when i took a step back from that relationship i had learned i was acting in anxious attachment style the entire time in the relationship so i had said we become very clingy and possessive that's how i was i was very possessive i was very clingy if he needed a long time i couldn't give that because i was scared that meant he didn't want me anymore right a lot of anxious attachment can relate to that if we feel like someone says having some alone time or hey i want some space we get instantly triggered right it's a trigger because we didn't we then think oh they don't want to be around me they're gonna leave right and what anxious attachments thou don't realize is they have to validate themselves the way to move into secure attachment is if that anxious attachment come into a space where they can validate their own emotions they aren't seeking validation from some other party they're able to come into their own space validate themselves and they are able to fully hold themselves through painful emotions right the loneliness the fear the um the the feelings of abandonment and attachment style have to hold themselves through that if they don't hold themselves through all those tough emotions they will spend their lives desperately seeking this connection from other people right and so in that relationship, that's what I saw myself doing. If I was alone, I would call him, blow his phone up, be texting him so much. Um, I felt triggered if, like, let's say, for example, because he had a thing where he was friends with his ex, right? And as anxious attachment style during that time, that deeply triggered me. And I had every right to feel triggered about it, right? That was still triggering me to this day as somebody who was in secure attachment. 
excuse me. So that deeply triggered me to know that his ex was still his friend. His ex was still somewhere in his life, right? So because I was deeply triggered and secure about that, that sort of validated my anxious attachment wound. So I would, be, so I would become very possessive and I would sense that as a threat to the relationship. So that will deepen my anxious attachment style even more. And he was avoiding. So with him, he didn't really see what I saw. Like we had two different visions with me. I needed closeness. I needed to be reassured. And with him, he didn't need all that. He wanted, he loved his space. He loved independency. And that triggers the anxious attachment. We want that closeness. So for example, after a fight, right, we'll get into an argument and we'll get into a disagreement. I need to still be reassured that you're still here. Are you still here? Are we still on the same page? Do you still love me? And he would just say, oh, I need space right now. Like, I don't want to be, t- I don't want to talk to you. I just want you out of my face, right? And that deeply triggered me as an anxious attachment style at the time. I would love to say this and mention this. Avoiding an anxious attachment style do not work unless both parties are willing to put in work to heal their their attachment styles otherwise it will not work it will be deeply traumatizing and deeply painful to go through i want to add that because when i go through a lot of relationships i'm seeing other people relationships i'm like this is the classic anxious avoidant style and they think oh no it's fine it's not fine Anxious avoidant attachment style relationships can be very traumatizing if both parties are not willing to put in that work to become the best self that their best selves in a relationship, it won't last. So how do anxious attachment style develop? It develops usually at the home. If your parents like me, if your parents did not meet your needs, if you were bullied, if you Uh, Went through any traumatic event during your childhood, this usually develops your attachment style. And for me, because I was ignored a lot, um, I was bullied. I was bullied very harshly back in school. Um, I was teased a lot for my looks. I was teased because I was very different. Not, I'm not trying to say that in the way of like, I'm different. No, I'm saying like I was very like I looked different my I had bad eczema so my skin looked very different and um I was very ridiculed back in high school and middle school and even elementary school and um that sort of developed my anxious attachment style so if you experience traumatizing events throughout your childhood um this leads to you developing your attachment style that you present in your adulthood, right? So as an attachment style, we create this narrative that um, love can be emotionally unpredictable. And in order to receive love, we have to beg and we have to um, beg for this connection and we have to sort of get on our knees to be seen as worthy and that is incredibly sad and as somebody who is a secure attachment now I have to say I hug that girl who used to think like that because I don't have to beg for love as long as I am as long as I am embodying love as long as I am the the essence of love in my own space I have created this space of nothing but love for myself to the point I don't have to beg for it. And I mentioned this in my other podcast. I don't have to beg for love. It simply comes to me because I pour that out into everything. I can be outside looking at the trees and just sending love to the trees. It comes back to me. 
I have created this this safe space for myself to the point I don't feel a need to beg. If you cannot forgive me love, if you cannot um give me the love that I want, if you cannot make me feel good, I won't be in your space. I go where the love is I, I go where the love resides. If that space is not comfortable, if that space is not loving, if that space is not safe, I won't be in that space. But see, that's secure attachment. That's my secure attachment talking. With anxious attachment talking, I will go in that space even when, when it was not safe for me because I'm just desperate to be loved, right? I'm desperate to be loved. I want it out. I, I just want some sort of connection. And as anxious attachment style, as someone who's an anxious attachment style, relationships used to be so miserable. None of my relationships lasted. And when they did end, I would get like the worst end of the stick because I had poured my all into the relationship, right? So when they ended, the other party, they, they got to move away, you know, more easier than me. I had to sit back and heal. I had to sit back and truly take time to nurture my wounds because I truly clinged on to the relationship and when it left, it felt like a part of me, like half of me left as well, right? So I'm going to give you some great advice that I carry with myself all the time as I came into this secure attachment. In order for the angel attachment style to come into secure attachment style, because that's what you want. You deeply want security. You deeply want to be loved. You deeply want to feel safe. I remember telling my ex-boyfriend the time I had said, I feel like I'm on this life path where I deeply am yearning for this deep security. I I just want to feel safe. I just want to feel loved. I just want to feel like I don't have to worry. I just feel secure, right? And so I said it months ago, like months, months ago. And now here I am and I'm in that space. So it's like, wow, I really put that into existence. And two, I fulfilled my heart desires. I fulfilled that my soul's desire because that was what my soul yearned for, deep security. And the way the anxious attachments thou can thrive is if they set boundaries, right? So for me, my boundaries... After the relationship had ended, I was still acting in anxious attachment style because we were still hooking up. I was still hooking up with my ex and I did not like it. And which is why I'm moving to this next point. I don't like hookup culture at all because I had this belief right while I was hooking up that maybe I'll get him back. If I just have sex with him and do this good and do that good, he'll come back to me. Right. Anxious attachment style it we, we we can manipulate you get what i'm saying like it's manipulation to use sets as a way to kind of get what you want and that's what i was acting in this very wounded energy if we just have sets a few more times maybe then he'll love me and he'll want me back and there was like weeks after we had broke up, I was still hooking up with him. And I always felt so depleted and so sad after we had hooked up because he was able to separate his emotions from the actual act. And me, I was so fully in it, right? I was so like head first in it. And while he was enjoying it because his emotions were not in it, here I am having this entire emotional act <laughs> because I was still in love with him, right? 
And the only way that I was able to heal that anxious attachment and to cut off that wounded energy was number one, cutting off him as friends. We had said well, we could still remain friends and we were still hooking up in that period. So I also encourage like after a breakup, stop, stop, stop. Especially after you guys had sets, you guys were very intimate. Stop trying to keep friendships with exes. It never works. It only opens up a, I won't say it never works, but it opens the door up to still practicing intimacy. And that's where I was in, right? So we were still practicing intimacy. And I've always felt so sad after we did it because I knew that he didn't really think much of it while I did. And the only way that I was able to thrive and able to come into this deep, secure attachment was when I said, for now on, we are no longer friends. Don't ever talk to me. Don't ever text me. I never want to see you again. And that is it. That is all, right? So I was setting a boundary, setting boundaries. And then I had told myself, I'm going to go celibate. I'm going to um, come into this deep commitment with myself. I want to commit only to myself. And I'm never, ever again engaging in hookup culture because now I see it does not benefit me as a woman, right? I had the same mentality. Oh, well, um, it can benefit women. We can still, I mean, it. you can feel good. You can play the same game as men. And I learned in that little period that you will never be able to play a fair game with men in hookup culture. And that humbled me. It humbled me. It humbled me so greatly. And it was my anxious attachment style still trying to seek this validation. I was still trying to reach out for this validation. Whenever he called, I'm picking up. Whenever he texted, I'm texting back. I'm double texting. I am... If he's not calling me, I'm anxious. And when he calls me, I'm like, oh, finally, right? And it's just this very sad and uncomfortable and depleting cycle we put ourselves through. And the way that you break that is by setting boundaries and then holding those boundaries, right? So this is how it looks like. Like I said, I cut him off. We're not friends. We're on bad terms. We're not doing anything else. Um, I don't want to speak to you again. I want to talk to you again. Right. And not only that, my other boundary was I'm celibate and I will no longer engage in hookup culture. Now, the other um thing you have to do is now you have to hold it. So that means even when it gets hard, don't get me wrong. I'm a girl with needs. Right. I still feel aroused. I still have those needs. Right. But that is where I have to hold that boundary of celibacy and no longer engaging in hookup culture. Trust and believe I'm a beautiful woman. If I want to engage in hookup culture, baby, I can. But <laughs> let me make this one thing straight. I am not because I have to hold that boundary in order to break that anxious attachment style. So you see where I'm going. In order for that anxious attachment to come into secure attachment, you have to be able to set boundaries even in the most uncomfortable spaces and validate yourself through it. You have to validate your own self and stop going into relationship spaces seeking validation that you will never get and if you get that validation it will be only for a mere second 
only for a mere second after you get that validation you'll go right back to feeling bad and horrible the only time you can really feel permanently validated is if you validate your own self girl and so you have to be able to hold that boundary and give space for that bound that boundary to thrive so that's what i did so now i'm in this space i'm not talking to him i'm holding that no contact holding no contact with an ex is not hard once you realize this simple truth oh my god it is not hard even when times don't get me wrong it gets hard sometimes i like i said i'm a girl with needs however I'm looking at long term. I'm looking at my mental state from from now. I'm looking at how my spirit, how my spirit being feels. My spiritual being feels so great to know I have no I'm not engaging in meaningless sets. I don't have meaningless soul ties around here. My spirit thrives in that area, right? So it's about knowing your medicine. And my medicine was not engaging with avoidance i do not like engaging with avoidance as someone who do like closeness i still like closeness i still love comfort and i love to feel loved i love to feel warm energy so for me my medicine is not avoidant my medicine is not engaging in hookup culture my medicine is not engaging with men who are disrespectful who don't want to commit who don't like to um to give I cannot thrive in areas like that. So as an anxious attachment style who came into secure attachment, it was very important for me to sit down with myself and ask myself, what is my medicine? What do I need? What do I want? And that is when through celibacy, I came clear on my standards. So now able to come into spaces and name out what I want from not only romantic partners, but also friendships. I'm so clear on what I want. My standards have literally raised through the roof because I am no longer afraid of my own solitude, right? I'm not afraid to be alone. Then a girl who was was in her anxious attachment style a few months ago, she hated loneliness so she did not know her medicine she did not hold boundaries because if she did she knew that this may risk me having to be alone for a certain period of time now i'm not afraid of loneliness i'm not afraid of solitude i can be alone right i can do that and also too you have to make your solitude a thing to not be afraid of so i'm gonna give you a few things that i do in my solitude i love to paint while naked i lift up my window because i have like this great position by the sun so the sun comes through my window i can take great pictures too you guys and i love to have my canvas and i'm gonna be posting my art very soon on my instagram i have a little slide show of it but yeah I love to paint so much I always loved art even back in school and summer camp I used to go when I was a kid I always loved art class and I always just love to draw and paint I always been very good at it so I'll paint while I'm naked I'll massage my breasts and massage my body I'm like and it's like a good meditative um act to do i'm painting i'm looking at the colors i'm looking outside i have a beautiful view of the trees and my solitude no longer scares me because i have made it so beautiful i go outside get my cycles journal i get my um my poetry book i'm reading poems outside laying under the tree looking at the sky and just letting the wind just like caress my body and um truly in that state just smelling the wind smelling the air and oh my god it is so beautiful 
I love to sometimes go downstairs and cook some brownies, bake me some brownies. And I love baking. I always love to cook. My grandmother um, taught me how to cook. And I love to just, you know, cook a lot. So in my solitude, I love to cook. I also love to go to cafes. And I love to go to gardens and parks, libraries. And it's about really redefining how what your solitude is. And it's about making your solitude enjoyable um, being your own best friend, you know, you have to be your own best friend. And through me being my own best friend, right, I did not have friends growing up. It was very hard for me to make friends. Now I have a group of friends. So we've been hanging out a lot regularly. Like we are we are on FaceTime almost every single night and we hang out literally so much. But see, I could have never got those friends if I wasn't a best friend to myself. So through me being in this in this in this state of loving myself, being being deeply committed to myself, I birth out um experiences in the people that I want into my life right I'm in this very fertile energy and I'm not talking about fertile while I'm birthing an actual baby but I'm in this fertile energy of I'm birthing anything that I want to come into life because I'm committed to myself and you have to be in a space where you're deeply committed to yourself to come into secure attachment Right. And with secure attachment, it's about really being deeply secure within yourself. You're able to validate your own experiences, emotions. So let's say, for example, I miss my ex. Right. Let's say, for example, I miss him one night and I'm like, oh, my God, I miss him. I want to call him. I want to text him. Right. I'm not, though. You know why? Because I can validate myself. So this is what I do. I start to miss him. I'm starting to, like, think of him. And a part of me is yearning for him. Right. Instead of me, instead of me calling him and texting him, I'm able to say, no, I won't do it. I can hold you. I can hold you these tough emotions, but I can hold space for that. Yeah, go ahead and cry. Yeah, it's okay to feel this way. It's normal. You just went through a breakup. Hold yourself through that. Like, yeah, that's okay, but just know you won't go back. I can hold you. He doesn't have to hold you. He held you long enough and kept dropping you. It's my turn now. Let me show you how to be held without someone dropping you, how to be held and fully loved. Because when you was held by him, he kept dropping you. He did not give you love to the, to the fullest. Let me do that. It's my turn now. It's my turn. And during that period, you're able to really hold yourself through those tough emotions. The reason why you are still in anxious attachment style is because you're afraid to hold yourself when times get tough. And that's why a lot of women, they end up breaking no contact with their exes or with their sneaky link or whatever, whatever you want to call it, is <laughs> because they can't hold themselves. You have to know how to hold yourself. If you do not know how to hold your own self, you will continue to go through this very miserable cycle of always attracting bad, weak men because your standards are to the ground. And then for you, and if you want to attract good embodied men, right, you have to raise your standards. So I want to also mention this. I don't want you guys to think of my podcast all about how to get a good man or celibacy is about is about getting a good man. I just mention these things because it's a great example to use. But please not see your your celibate your celibate journey as oh, I'm gonna get a man with this. No, your celibate journey is about you and you only. Now, don't get me wrong, it's coming. 
<laughs> is coming, but that should not be your main focus. Your main focus is about the deep commitment to yourself, healing yourself and learning your triggers. So in a secure attachment, I'm able to now examine the triggers of what deepened my anxious attachment, which was, well, I got a burp, you guys. Hold on. Okay, excuse me. It's about knowing your triggers. And a lot of people do come into these relationships, not only not, not only relationships, but they um they stay in anxious attachment style because they don't know their triggers. And even when they do know their, know their triggers, they don't hold space for it. They don't respond to it in the way that they should respond to it. Let me tell you this. If your trigger is your man liking IG women pictures, that is your trigger. That is so valid. And yes, of course, that would deepen anxious attachment style. So why do you know this is your trigger and still sleep with that man? You get what I'm saying? In order for your anxious attachment to come into a deep, secure attachment is if you claim, I don't like when you like these IG model pictures and I'm going to leave. I'm going to hold that boundary. That's how you come into a deep security. You have to hold yourself. You have to not be afraid to be with yourself. And through my celibate journey, through um holding these boundaries that I have now and knowing my own medicine, because that's very important, knowing your own medicine, I now can say with my chest, I am a deeply secure woman. I'm secure within myself. I am so secure within myself because of these practices. And I'm literally putting you guys on game. Like, I'm literally telling you guys everything. Like, you have to listen to this. It is possible to come into a secure attachment if you just learn how to set, hold boundaries, and hold yourself and validate yourself and stop going around um, seeking for this validation. So... I also want to mention this. So I'm going to talk to my parents. So parents, if you are a, a parent with a, not parent, but if you are someone with a child, which is a parent, <laughs> um, please listen to this. I'm going to give you um, some tips on how to raise a child to come into secure attachment. Because what we don't understand is it starts at home. It starts at home. You have to be able to fully hold your child and what I mean by that is if your child is coming to you and they're 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 hurt by what you said you need to be able to fully hold that child through what they're saying trusting them it's about truly um loving them through whatever they go through you have to be able to let them communicate communicate with you and communicate with them in a very healthy way I'm against whoopings I don't like whoopings verbal is very effective and um verbally explaining to your child in a healthy way is a very effective is a very effective way to raise um someone to become a very secure adult now i will say this right raising a child to come into secure attachment does not mean your parenting was perfect and i want to mention that it does not mean your parenting was perfect but it do mean you have successfully created a foundation and where your child can thrive off of on their own in a very healthy way. So I want to mention that it's very important to any parent who is listening to this podcast. It's important for you 
to raise your child in a way where they can hold themselves. You're not helicopter. You're not. You're not being a helicopter, right? Growing up, my parents were helicopter parents. They would constantly watch my every move. They would constantly um try to not make me not make me make mistakes right when sometimes I needed to make mistakes to grow and learn on my own right it's about really holding your child letting them learn from their own mistakes and also guiding them in a healthy full way parents it starts at home so please be raising your children in a way where they can come into secure attachment because when you don't your kids end up developing these attachment styles and where they cannot thrive in healthy relationships, not only romantically, but also friendship wise. I've always wondered why growing up, I could not make friends. And I realized the reason why I had such a hard time making friends is because I had a terrible relationship with my parents growing up. So I, I would put those wounds, those wounds that I had with my parents relationship wise, I came into friendships with those same wounds and never succeeded because I was wounded. And part of coming into a deep womanhood was learning I don't have to be wounded. I can heal these wounds. And so I had to hold that anxious girl, that girl who was scared to be loved, that girl who was scared to be abandoned, that girl who would do anything for a man to love her, anything to just be accepted. She didn't like to be rejected. She didn't want to be um, loved. You know, I had to hold that girl. I had after the breakup, that was that was that was pivotal for me. I had to hold that girl. I had to um, hug her. I had to love her. I had to nurture her like a mother, right? I had to be my own mother during that time. I had to truly sit down with her and say, I'm going to hold you. You're not going to go back to him. We're going to break this anxious attachment style. We're going to set some boundaries. We're going to hold those boundaries. It's going to get hard sometimes, but you need to trust me that we can hold those boundaries. And she trusted me. And now we trust each other. And now we're in the secure attachment, right? And you can come into that too if you just learn these simple things. It could all be so simple. And I thought I was going to get so emotional during this episode because it means so much to me. And um, I I thought I was going to get emotional, but obviously I am not. So, you know, yay. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't want to cry, you guys. And, you know, like, I just don't want to cry, you guys. When I cry, I'm going to cry. Like, when I cry... I'm going to cry and it's going to be a 10 minute cry. I'm going to be like, oh my God, girl, come on. So no more begging for validation. No more um begging for love from others because we can give it to ourselves. No more people pleasing and no more self-abandoning because that's exactly what you what you do when you are in anxious attachment you self-abandon you self-abandon thinking that if i abandon myself if i leave my own self if i leave this person right me then and i come and i come and give my all to that other person they will stay and love me and you get disappointed every single time right because they don't they leave and it's like, oh my God, like I literally put my all, I literally put my all, I had did everything, what is wrong? Well, the thing is you self-abandon and you will never win if you self-abandon. You never will because you have needs as well that needs to be met. You have to be there for yourself. You have to hold yourself. So now I can comfortably say when I come into my next partnership, I can be able to still be so fully secure myself because 
through me holding these boundaries of celibacy, not engaging in hookup culture, and falling so deeply in love with my my solitude, I I don't have to cling on to my partner because I'm not afraid to be alone. I love my solitude. I love the hobbies that I have. I love me. I love the fun that I've created for myself, right? You have to create your own fun. It's about literally creating your own space, your own solitude. And I've succeeded at that. So now in my next partnership, my friendships, I'm not so clingy. I'm not so like blowing people's phones. I'm not um possessive. I'm not begging for love and validation because number one, babes, I'm okay being alone. I'm secure within myself. I don't I don't need you. If you're here, it's because I want you here, but never think that I need you, right? And with Angel Attachment style, you have this narrative that you need them. I need you to thrive. And the true thing is you don't need anyone to thrive. You don't need anybody. You don't. It's good to have connection, human connection. It's very healthy to have human connection. But understand, you need you more than anybody else in this world. You need you the most. You have to be there for yourself. If you self-abandon, then what? Who do you got? Who do you have? You never win if you self-abandon. Stop self-abandoning. Stop it. You can stay in your body while making friends. You can stay in your body in a committed relationship. You can. It works. So I'm going to wrap it up here. I really do hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I just want to touch on this because it's so important. And I really do hope that you guys took in some notes. I'm hoping that you guys really um got something from this episode because it's truly important that you hold yourself and you're really valuing yourself so much. And in this in this in this social media world, even in this society, we tend to think in relationship dynamics. If you're not clingy, if you're not possessive, right? Because we we constantly see people like Christian and Blueface, and people think it's love. People think, oh no, they really do love each other. It's like no, like that is domestic abuse. That is violence. That's self abandon. That's ancient attachment. That is, um, that's how ancient attachment style look when you don't heal it, right? That's how you can end up as, and we want to avoid that. That is the literal example of a relationship that we do not want. The example of a relationship that we should call the cops on. <laughs> okay, I'm not, it's not funny, but I'm really telling you guys that is a relationship that I will call the cops on if I saw that at a mall or I saw that at someone's house. I will call the cops, I'm calling the police, right? So that is what we want to avoid because anger attachment can get very dangerous if you do not heal it. So before I end this episode, I would love to mention my sponsor, which is V's Hidden Gems. I have her Serenity Oil. It is so amazing. In my last podcast, I have really mentioned her oil a lot because I love it so much. I do my breast massages with her oil. I um oil my skin with it. I grew up with eczema, so I never I had a very hard time finding oils and lotions that truly work for my skin. And her Serenity oil, you guys, is literally so amazing. So I got her website in my bio, in my um yeah, the little description. Please go get your Serenity oil bottle. This only works with the Serenity oil. It smells so good. And I put it inside my garden. Like when I get the bottle, I put it inside my um plants and I recharge it. Like I put an intention over my oil and I recharge it in my garden. So I just love doing little stuff like that. And my code is sacred sharp. 
sacred sharp is my code for 10 percent off please go get your oil it is so amazing i've incorporated into my face um my facial routine so a lot of you guys ask me like, how you keep your face so clear like why is your skin so clear you have some beautiful skin well her oil is literally like my go-to so <laughs> go get your oil if you want nice pretty smooth skin because it truly does work wonders for the skin i love her so much i only do sponsors and brands and i truly feel aligned to them and i truly love them so Please go support her. She's an amazing woman. Love her craft. I love how dedicated she is to the black community and just the, to the community, period. So, yeah, go get your Serenity Oil. My code is Sacred Sharp. I love you guys so much. I hope this episode really, really um, um, came within you and just nurtured the parts of you that need to be nurtured.